Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host, Key May, and I'm here to help you on your creative journeys through the Creative Champs platform. Today, I'm speaking all about theft. It seems to be the hot topic of the week. It's the flavor of the month. There's been such a spike in cases and the fact that so many people are now coming out and speaking out about it is an indication of what a huge problem this is. I've spoken about this on my personal platform. Well, it's not really my personal platform, but I've spoken about <laughs> spoken about it on my platform and many others have come forward over the last month or so also speaking about their experience with dealing with theft of digital content, of resources, of artwork. Um, I was just recently reading up on, I'm a little bit late with this, but reading up on um, the theft of Elise Dahmer's, I don't know, sorry if I didn't say that right, Elise Dahmer, Elise Dahmer's um, Caption Vault content being stolen by uh, a platform called With Honours and then being caught in 4K and then the whole, oh, we're blaming our um, freelancers. We hired freelancers to, yeah, yeah, we hired freelancers to write this content for us. And we didn't realise they had stolen from you. I'm seeing that pop up a lot. And you know what? In some cases, yeah, it might be true that they hired a freelancer to um, write content but then they didn't do their due diligence and the freelancer they hired was Buki but at the same time the responsibility lies with the business owner it's up to you to do your due diligence run plagiarism checks yeah that's also something you can do and you know what this is the problem this is the problem when you get do you know what let me let me let me structure this so when lockdown started, yeah, there was a huge influx of online businesses sprouting up, yeah? A lot of new businesses were formed, which is great, as I've said before in another episode, but along with that has also come chances, has come a lot of lazy people thinking that, do you know what, all I need to do is sell an ebook on this, sell a digital product with that, and then I can make bank this could be my new side hustle. And so we're seeing a lot of these newly formed companies come out, regurgitate content and capitalize off that. And this is an example of that, right? So what's happened is the <laughs> they've decided, oh, you know what, we're going to produce this ebook or whatever, this digital product as part of our um, membership, but we're not going to write it ourselves, because again, this is this highlights the the influx of people presenting themselves as experts in things, providing um, services to help people with things that they don't know anything about themselves. And so, what do they do? They hire people to write the content for them. I, I mean, yeah, the, I get when people might outsource things, and but you're just starting out, right? You're just starting out. You're claiming that this is your area of expertise that you want to help people with. So why aren't you writing the content yourself? Why are you paying people to write the content for you? What exactly are you doing then? Because this is all you do. You <laughs> This is all you've released. Yeah. An ebook or whatever. And now I'm I'm referring to a general um subsect of people and companies. And you know, I'm not just referring to one individual. They're releasing ebooks, right? 
and this might be their first ebook since they launched their business during lockdown. So what 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 did you what have you done? What have you done? It's not like you've um scaled your business, right? You've scaled your business, you've been at it for years now and you're just trying to look for a way to outsource and streamline the process. You've got staff, you've got um you've got um multiple jobs and things that you're you're not able to do by yourself anymore. Then I can understand, okay, you might need to outsource some things and you might need to but you've just started and you're already getting people to write your content for you, okay? And then you're using that as, and do you know what? I don't even believe it half the time. You know when they say that, oh, we've got our freelancers to write it and they messed up. Mm, I call bullshit on that as well, to be honest with you. I honestly think a lot of the time when they say that, they're just covering up for the fact that they have copied and pasted and they try and pass the buck onto someone else like wouldn't you send an email to the person saying all right this is the the freelancer I hired blah 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 this that and the third but they can't do that because they never hired a freelancer in the first place to write the stuff for them because they copied and pasted it themselves and they are unable to justify it when they're caught in 4k do you get it so about three years ago um, I, somebody tagged me in a post because three years ago, I was still kind of knee deep in illustration. I was exploring my options with, uh, my artwork and I was in the midst of selling and exhibiting and all that stuff. They tagged me in a, a, a post by some, some rapper or whatever it was. And my artwork was being used. And not only did this thief Still, my artwork, he covered my watermark, right? My name was on the, in the middle of most of my art pieces. I used to put it in the middle or on the arms, on the skin or whatever, on clothes. This motherfucker, he literally covered it in tattoos. So when I dug deeper, I found that he had been using my artwork on his Spotify, on his YouTube, on his Twitter, on his SoundCloud as album artwork. And um, so <laughs> the way I dealt with this, um, I, I probably wouldn't bring up, I was very reactive. I, I put a post up, I was like, yeah, this guy's a thief, blah, 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 blah. And I looking back, I would have dealt with it differently because what I would have done is I would have addressed them privately first. Okay. First, I would have gathered all my um, evidence. I would have made sure that. So what happened was as a result of that post being made, that person then reached out to me saying, take the post down, please. I said, I'm not taking, I ain't taking shit down until you pay me. And then he was like, well, how much would you charge? And I charged because <laughs> my prints at the time, I was selling them for like, I think about 20 quid or 25 pound or something like that. And I said to him, I'll char I was charging him like, I think, I don't remember, hundreds for theft. Yeah. And then this, he had the gall to message me back and say, well, you're only charging 25 pounds. He's a, he was American though. You're only charging £25 on your website. So why are you charging me so much? I thought, what a cheek. So first of all, bitch, you are licensing 
yeah, licensing my artwork without permission, okay? Number one. Number two, you've used my artwork across your platforms to gain traction for your music, right? Because if we're really, if we're really deep, if we're really thinking about it, if it's an artist that we don't really know, a lot of the time it's the artwork that can draw us to um, a particular video or like the thumbnails. Yeah, it could be the thumbnails. It could be the album artwork that sometimes can be the catalyst in deciding (laughs) whether or not we click on someone's profile or listen to their music, especially if we don't know them or haven't heard of them, right? So you've used it as a way to attract attention to your songs, okay? And he he had a fair few streams on YouTube. So I reported him on all of the platforms, got all of the posts taken down, and then, um, so he said, all right, I, I, I was looking for artwork. I didn't know what to do. I can't draw myself. I said, all you have to do is ask somebody to create a piece for you and pay them. That's all you had to do. That's it. So he was like, yeah, you're right. I'll send you money, right? So he paid me in my PayPal. And this, this is another mistake because at the time, PayPal had absolutely no protection, no form of protection or cover for people who sell digital products or services, right? And this guy knew that. I didn't at the time. And now I think, I think it's literally last year where they've changed a few of the terms a little bit, where they now offer a little bit of protection for those who sell digital products and services, provided that they can provide um, evidence of um, theft and and um, proof of carrying out service, right? So he paid me through PayPal, but because I'd already, because um, the thing is, <laughs> he thought paying me would permit him to continue using the artwork. And I, I said to him, no, I'm charging you for theft, okay? You don't have permission to continue using it. I did not write that anywhere. So, so, um, and you know what? After this, I'm going to explain the the things that I maybe should have done in that situation and so that you don't make the same mistakes. So, yeah, so then um, what happened? Yes, yeah, so he paid me through PayPal. And then I went on my stories. I was like, yeah, he paid me. That's it, blah, 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 blah. I can't remember what I said. Um, because everyone wanted an update on the situation because they had all been really supportive. Um, th- th- my community had been very supportive, very supportive. Uh, and, and so I wanted to let them know what the updates were. But because I had already filed for my work to be taken down from his pages and it was still being processed, after he paid me the money was when the posts were removed because, you know, they take a few hours to process everything, right? So he responds, wait. I paid you and you still took the post down? I was like, well, yeah. Because I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, and then he was like, okay, you thought you could play me. You know, he started you know, all this shit. And then what did he do? He filed for a chargeback. So I was going back and forth on PayPal in the dispute or conflict, what's it called? Dispute resolution center, whatever it is. (laughs) 
And I was on the phone to pay. I phoned PayPal about four times throughout the whole process. And every single representative I spoke to said to me, he has absolutely no right to do what he's done. I provided 21 pieces of evidence. I even provided certification of my artwork because I had everything certified. I pay for certification through copyrightservice.co.uk. And I think that's the URL. Um, and yeah, I had certificates to prove that the work was mine and that it was created by me. I had the edit files, everything. I even submitted the um, screenshots. And that was one thing I did um, as well is I took screenshots of every single instance where my work had been posted. I submitted all of this to PayPal and he got his money back. He got his money back and he was glo he was gloating. Of course he was. He sent me an email saying, "How I know how PayPal works. He was that confident that PayPal, and that's why for a long time I was like, you know what, PayPal is. I hate PayPal. I still to this day I don't really like PayPal. I don't really like PayPal um, for that reason. Um, <laughs> and I would still kind of um, not recommend that you use PayPal for, especially if you're you're getting paid quite. Um, high amounts for your work I would I would advise you know uh, backs or you know bank transfers and stuff like that um for business do you know what let me not advise in terms of financial dealings because yeah I just know that PayPal haven't been the best when it comes to protecting sellers of digital products and and goods so the takeaway from this this experience was that first of all I I Personally, I think I should have approached him directly first, privately first. I should have outlined where he had gone wrong. I should have outlined what specifically I was charging him for before I charged him. Um, I should have sent things via email, all right? I should have requested his email or taken his email off his Instagram, whatever. Um, I should have kept a paper trail um, because I did screenshot some of the conversation, but I didn't, I didn't remember to screenshot absolutely everything. And, you know, it's very easy to remove messages and stuff on Instagram. So that's what I should have done everything. But then saying that it did get transferred to email once the, um, conflict had been opened up on PayPal. Uh, and I still have the emails to this day. I do still have those, but I mean, well, there's no point now because, yeah, th this was a learning experience for me. Um, in terms of registering my work, register registering, I registered that specific piece of art after the fact, right? And I then provided the certificate. I mean, that part of it, I, I guess, mm, wasn't necessarily a mistake, but... I think I would personally recommend that people register their artwork as soon as it's completed and as soon as you've shared it publicly, yeah, or before you share it publicly, get that registered in your name so that you've got proof that it's yours. And I paid, I believe, £42 for that piece of, for, the, for that specific piece of work. Um, as far as I'm aware, you can submit collections of art for £42. I don't, do you know what? You might you just double check, please, because these figures are from like two years ago off the top of my head. 
Um, but yeah, getting people to pay you for these sort of things through PayPal, it's very easy for them to file for chargebacks, extremely easy. And even <laughs> it was so easy that even he knew that he could do that and get his money back. Yeah, so really, I would be weary of that. I think I would have um, done it via uh, maybe a bank bank transfer or or um, just using another method. I probably would have had to do, I have to do more research on that specifically because um, I'm not really qualified in that area to speak about financial, uh, how to settle financial disputes and stuff like that. But I do know that it is extremely easy for people to file chargebacks. And this is this relates to the very first episode of this podcast. Yeah, um, I go into a bit more detail in the first episode about why it's not really safe with PayPal. Regardless of whether they've updated their terms or not, I'm still a bit iffy about them. So, yeah, so with that, um, that's probably what I would have done differently. Now, this episode is going to be a bit longer because um, there's been so many instances recently of people um, having their work stolen, not even just artwork, digital content. It's happened to me. Um, I've had a lot of people, I've had a small group of people that I've noticed download my free resources and literally verbatim take words that I've written and palm them off as their own on their feeds. And in some cases, I've actually seen people go on to make digital products containing words and tips and tricks and content that they have yanked from the products that they've downloaded from me days before. Uh, you know, it's just like they're in 4K verbatim even down to my phrasing, the way I've worded things, these specific people have poached like verbatim. And it is very disappointing because some of these people have also come to me for advice on these said topics, but now they have positioned themselves as experts in these areas and are now presenting information as though they have come up with the, the content themselves. So imagine somebody asks you for help on something. They say, oh, excuse me, like, let me give you a scenario, okay? So someone might email, say someone emails you and they're like, oh, excuse me, I'm having a lot of difficulty with discovery sessions. Like, can you explain what a discovery session is to me, please? Or um, can you, like, what kind of things would I speak about in a discovery session? What kind of, dis like, what kind of things? Now, you might not respond to a, a response like that, but just, just for example's sake, you might provide them with advice or whatever, telling them what kind of things they can include in a discovery session template. And then they will go on to write those specific things out, okay, in a document and then either post it on their feed and present it as though they have come up with it or they will sell it as a digital product. And they will also position themselves as experts in this area using the information that you have provided them with. That's the kind of stuff I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> okay. Now, as you can imagine, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, but there are some things you can do to um, just protect yourselves a little bit, add that layer of protection. Um, one of these tips 
has come from Elise Dahmer's reel. Um, I'll put the link to Elise Dahmer's page in the caption uh, of this 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 podcast episode. But one thing that was mentioned is to write your terms and conditions at the time of purchase. So at the at the checkout, write terms and conditions expressing permissions that are allowed. Are they allowed to resell your content, <laughs> which is likely to be no? What will happen if they do? Uh, are they allowed to create derivatives? What is allowed? What isn't allowed? Really being clear to outline what the terms and conditions are at the checkout and also throughout the product itself. So if it's a digital download, make sure that um, the one of the files included in the digital download includes terms and conditions, okay? Um, and possibly FAQs as well. So these were points that were raised by Elise Dharma that I actually <laughs> need to think about implementing as well. Because, um, you know, as, as I say, we're always learning new things every single day. Do you know what I mean? So that's one way you can go about it. And also trademarking or copywriting your ideas because you can actually copyright artistic ideas and thoughts and words. If you go onto the Copyright Service UK um, website, now this is just for the UK, I don't know about other countries. Um, if you go on the website, you can have a read of the kind of material that you can actually copyright and receive certification for. Uh, this can really be helpful to add another layer of protection. Um, but there's, it's inevitable, it's horrible and it's inevitable that there will always be thieves. There will always be people who will yank things and try to present them as their own verbatim sometimes. Um, but there are ways to deal with this. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, this person has yanked this from me and they're gaining more... Um, uh, that's another frustrating element of it as well. When people steal things from you and then they get credit for it, they get credit, they get a much bigger response. They might even get more sales, all of this stuff. And we see this happen a lot when bigger brands steal from small brands or unknown or lesser known brands rather, I should say. Um, because they think, well, these people don't have the money to take us to court over this or take us to task. So we're just going to yank this. Thanks. But now what I'm seeing and I'm loving is a rise in the people standing up for themselves, standing up for their work, stepping into their power and saying, Do you know what? I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Yeah. And I'm going to speak about this publicly. And when you're dealing with these bigger brands, sometimes, you know what? I've... <laughs> I've personally observed that it's been a, quite an effective method to just speak about these things publicly because it's obviously very difficult to get through to specific people with these bigger brands. And uh, the core crux of it, they don't give a shit. They're just thinking you can't afford to sue us or whatever. But when you make things, um, when you take things to social media, you know, you get the virality of it. You get more and more people speaking about it. It opens the discussion and more and more people become aware of what's happening. And then you get that support. You get that community support. So you're not on, you're not on an island alone. If you are the true originator of the product and the material, you are not on an island by yourself and you have every right to seek support in whatever way you wish. Okay. <laughs> I'm not promoting violence. Um, <laughs> You have the right to get that justice. 
because you don't work this hard for nothing. You don't work this hard to have your work stolen by people who are too lazy to come up with content themselves. I really wanted to speak about people who are entering into this sector, you know, people who have, um, so I'm one of the people who actually got started on a business during lockdown, but this has been like 16 years in the making. Like this is, you know, it ties in directly with exactly what I've been living for the last 16 years. So it's not a case of, oh, you know, I'm just going to start this business because I think it's what's going to bring me money. No. And you know what? The next podcast episode, I'm going to speak about um, anxiety and financial anxiety around self-employment because that is another huge issue. But I will get into that on the next episode. Um, But yeah, um, what was my original point? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So what's happening is (laughs) you're getting a lot of people who are, you know, they're thinking, oh, do you know what? I'm going to make a go of this online business thing. I've seen that ebooks can do well. I've seen that digital products can do well. And I've got a lot of people telling me that I can make ebooks and make 10,000 a month of selling ebooks. So let me just do that. I don't really know what I'm going to make it on, but I'm going to find something. And then what happens is, yeah, they just end up producing ebooks, selling ebooks full of content that is not theirs. Okay not theirs, or they're hiring people to write the content for them, which can land you in a lot of trouble, as we have seen (laughs) repeatedly over the last few months. Um, So that's when it's getting into um, bad ground, because you're basing your decisions off making money and making money alone. You're not thinking about how you're going to service people. You're not thinking about the product or the, the value that you're providing to people. You're not thinking about the fact that you know, this, this can, this will work against you, bro. Later on, people, later on down the line, people will realize, because like I said, in my post on my, on my Instagram, people aren't stupid. They will realize that, you know what? (laughs) You're not about it. You're not really real. You're not, you're not about this life. You're just regurgitating information and you'll always end up coming short. And, um, yeah, I, I will be making some more podcast episodes on, being uh, providing um rubbish quality and um doing a general general sorry disservice to people i'm going to sp- i'm going to be speaking about all of this i'm going to be speaking all about scammers i'm going to be speaking all about financial anxiety and the fact that people are preying on vulnerability there's so much there's so much happening right now that needs to be discussed um, especially in the, in the creative industry. Cause I mean, this is the industry that I know, um, that I'm well-versed in, but you know what? It's not even just happening in the creative industry. It's happening across the board, but yeah, we'll be getting into it. So this episode, I'm going to wrap it up because <laughs> I feel like it's getting quite long now and hopefully I haven't bored you to death. Um, you're not on an island alone. And if you head over to the Creative Champs Instagram page and also Key May Instagram page, I do have many posts dating back uh, around um, dealing with art theft, copyright. Yeah, um, I, I cover a lot of those issues in my previous posts. So you can always refer to those for additional support. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I wish you well. Hope you're all dealing well with current circumstances. And um, I will speak to you same time next week. All right. Take care. Bye.